0: The Rebel Love Podcast, where each week I'll bring you a new episode exploring love, sex, relationships, and money. Join me as together we question, explore, and strive to understand. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Rebel Love Podcast. Today I am here with Esther Inman. So, <laughs> welcome Esther. Hi. <laughs> Esther and I are actually in a mastermind together. But what was interesting about how we hooked this interview up was that my VA came to me and said, Tell you, we need to get Esther Inman on the podcast. She Just did this awesome post on her IG about gaining weight during lockdown and it really resonated with me because I feel exactly the same way. So mm. welcome Esther. And we're going to talk a little bit about more of that, but we thought this would be a great opportunity to get you on the podcast to talk about using your personal brand to build stronger relationships because that is
1: how you connected with her, which is why you're here today. So thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited that somebody resonated enough with what I was talking about to want me to be on a podcast. So cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we were actually going to get you on anyway, but we decided to kind of put a different spin on what we were going to talk about. So mm. yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Let me just tell everyone. So Esther currently runs and works 100% online, running her company that helps people become VAs. So through her popular course, 90 Day VA. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about what a VA is. And a little bit about how you earn money online.
1: Yeah. So I started as a virtual assistant about seven years ago. And basically, it's like what you would expect a personal assistant, an office manager, an executive assistant. And then for some reason, there's a lot of customer service and social media management thrown in as well. (laughs) All into one right-hand person, usually for small, medium, even larger size businesses. And I always like to describe it as, imagine that somebody invented, I always grab a pen because that's what's always near me, invented a pen. They know all about this pen. They're helping to get the pen manufactured. They might be working a little bit on the marketing of the pen because they know so much about the pen, but that doesn't mean they know how to do the finances, how to do the social media part of it, how to market it really that well. There's so many other pieces that happen in a business besides just the person who invented the pen. And so that pen inventor will hire someone to help them execute all the other things that need to happen in a business. And so I started and so many people were asking me how to get started. So I started mentoring some women and that turned into we have over 3000 students now and our program teaches the top requested skills to work from home as a virtual assistant. And it also includes a job board so that people can actually get a job and get going right away. So that's me in a nutshell. Wow. And how long have you been running your business for? How long did you say you going with that? Yeah, I started as a VA. I think it's actually about eight years now. I quit my job in corporate and I started as a virtual assistant. And then about a year into that, I was so booked out and I had no one to refer work to because nobody knew what a VA was. And that's when I started like slowly mentoring girls. And I would just like put jobs into a Facebook group and do maybe some webinars in my little group, like just little kind of like a Facebook live. And then slowly it just kept growing and growing and growing. Wow. And now
0: you've got a fully fledged program. Wow. That's such a great story. Oh my gosh. So also, I want to mention that you also have a 10-year-old son. You have a dog. Well, you did have a dog. Yeah, we still have a dog. He's just stuck in Bali because we're in the middle of a pandemic. I know. I know. And I was just going to say, you were living the kind of digital nomad lifestyle with your son and your husband.
1: Yes. So tell us a little
0: bit about what happened there because I know that's very sad.
1: Well, yeah. So let's see. A couple of years ago, my husband got out of the military. I was a military spouse, that's why I needed something that was from home. I was a mom and a military spouse. We can't get jobs. It was awful, so so we're working from home. And he got out of the military, and he was having a lot of really serious mental health issues. And so we actually separated, and we're planning to get divorced for a year. And during that year, I had the opportunity to move to Bali, and my son and I were kind of already living out of suitcases, and we had been traveling around America seeing some family, but then also just doing fun stuff because we could. And I worked from a home and I was homeschooling him. And I was like, I guess we'll just use this as a good opportunity, even though my marriage and my life is falling apart. <laughs> and then the opportunity to go to Bali came up. And when your bags are already packed and you had enough money in the bank account to go, we went and we really loved it. And then my husband joined us there about a year later, and he won me back and we reunited our family And we lived there for about three years and we traveled all over Asia. We traveled in Australia. We went back to America and traveled for a few months. We really used it as kind of a home base to travel from. And we also just really loved Bali. And during the pandemic, about six months ago, we actually came to America to get our passports renewed. And we got stuck here. So, <laughs> but our dog is okay. He is in good hands. Once the borders open and life is back to a more normal pace, we will be able to get him back. But for now, he's okay. We do miss him though. He's been taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. We've resettled in Asheville, North Carolina, which is a cool little mountain town. We traded the beaches for the mountains in North Carolina back in America. Yeah, your son's had a pretty amazing
0: life so far. He's only 10, right? And he's traveling his, the he world.
1: He out his passport. That's why we had to come here
0: because he had no more pages left. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. He's yeah. only 10.
1: <laughs> That's what a great
0: story. Gosh, yeah. like he's a
1: citizen of the world. I know. And we feel like it was just the beginning. We still have, a, we didn't get to do all the traveling we wanted. Like we hadn't planned to leave Bali yet. So we still want to go do... Some time in Japan. I could totally see him studying abroad. Me and my husband both lived in Europe and we'd love to take him to Europe for three to six months and just go all around. So that was just the beginning of our story.
0: Mm, I love that. That's exactly the kind of family lifestyle I want to have. Travel the world. Anybody can do it. Yeah, I know. And he's the thing too. I know somebody else who has five children and travels the world. Yes, I love it. If someone is listening and like, well, I can't do that. I have more than one child. It's possible.
1: Yep. I know lots of people who do too. Yep. Yeah.
0: Although I think the logistics would be a bit more (laughs) hardcore.
1: It was a lot, even with just one.
0: I can't imagine. five, But you may do it. (laughs) Okay. So I'm just having a look at some other questions because I know we're covering a bit here. So let's move on to, with all of this going on, with all this traveling, how are you actually able to run your business and maintain that family lifestyle, especially while you were traveling? Like, I know it's a little bit more stable now because we're all locked at home because of COVID. But when you weren't, how are you able to get so much done and travel around?
1: Yeah, so one of the reasons that I moved to Bali was because I was a single mom and didn't think I was gonna get back together with my husband. And I knew that if I lived in Asia, I would be able to afford help because the dollar, US dollar goes really far there. And so I was able to employ somebody full-time to work for me and she cleaned the house, she ran errands, she got groceries, she meal prepped for my son. She would take him to school, pick him up, hang out with him in the afternoons, a couple of afternoons. And I could also just schedule my work kind of around that schedule. And then when my husband and I got back together, we still kept her on while we lived in Bali. And But he would still spend a lot of time with my son. He just didn't clean, I guess. (laughs) And he would help run (laughs) errands and stuff too. And then when we moved back to America, we haven't really felt comfortable having people in our home because of a pandemic. We're just now about hiring somebody part-time even. We just don't want people in our house when there's a very contagious virus going around at this time.
0: So, (laughs) um,
1: yeah, (laughs) crazy. So, my husband is the one who kind of, not kind of, like he, Ben is enrolled in an online school. We tried homeschooling him, but it was really hard for us. (laughs) So, my husband is like, I don't know what the ringleader, facilitator, coach, like, he makes sure that Ben gets his stuff done every day, that he's on for any of, there's not a lot of virtual appointments for him, but he does make sure that he's on for the ones that he does need to go to. He makes sure we all get lunch. He makes us all lunch. Um, he'll run the errands. He'll put the we get grocery delivery, but he'll put the groceries away. So he kind of is the wrangler, so to say. Now, nice. Yeah.
0: Wow. Gosh. I mean, I've lived in Thailand for four months, and ah, oh, it's so amazing. I just love the lifestyle Best. there. I know. I really miss and it. And such lovely people. Oh my gosh. And the sun. The
1: sun. Yes. I still talk to my staff. on We still pay her a pension. She just WhatsApped me. A voice memo this morning. So her and I still talk all the time. At least oh. I miss her. <laughs> oh, I bet. Is she looking after your dog? No, but she did pack up and store all of our stuff because we only brought one suitcase each because we only thought we were coming for a few weeks to America. Right. So she did do all of that. Our dog is with our dog trainer. So he runs a dog hotel. And so he's he, Eddie's fine. <laughs> but she does ask me about him all the time. And I'm like, why on? He's there. <laughs> yeah. I Go not see he's great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you mentioned you had the opportunity to go to Bali. What drew you to Bali in the first place? I had heard... So when I got into the digital nomad scene, there's a couple of different hubs that were becoming well-known because of the entrepreneurial community and there was decent Wi-Fi, there was good cost of living, lots to do for expats and good visas. Visas is a big one that people don't realize. They think, oh, I'm just going to go to Europe. And I'm like, you can only get a three-month visa. That's right. That's right. (laughs) You're not really moving there. So once you kind of factor all that in and then you know other places might have a great visa but the wi-fi is terrible because it's a really obscure island or something like that and that's why they have those visas because they really want people to come there (laughs) so it really is all over the board but I had heard about Bali and I knew that it kind of checked a lot of those boxes and I think I also wanted to I was going through the most traumatic and difficult time in my life and I knew that Bali was kind of this like spiritual healing center without necessarily me being super woo-woo-y, I still, and weird, I still really knew that I needed something that was gonna kind of hug me and be somewhere that I could land. And so I knew that that's what Bali was for a lot of people. People go there for spiritual awakenings and all this stuff. And so even if I wasn't going for a spiritual awakening, I still knew that it was going to check that box that I really needed checked as well. And I knew that they loved kids. And I knew that they loved foreigners. And not everyone does. <laughs> yeah. So that was one of the reasons. So all those things, and it was all true. The entrepreneur community there is an incredible. Mm-hmm. And I made friends so quickly. And it was the biggest confidence boost because you're surrounded by all these people and nothing is crazy. Nothing is off limits. If you have an idea, I want to start a retreat company. And we're gonna get boats and we're gonna go on sailboats and we're gonna sail these three islands. They'll be like, okay, cool. How can I help you? Oh, I know a girl who does food. I know this. So it's like there's this incredible place, and you're able to do so much because you believe in yourself and because you have good connections and you stop having those voices of, but you can't do that. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking? That's not what we're doing. What do you mean? So when you're surrounded by that kind of community, you just flourish. And that's exactly what happened to me.
0: Yeah. Do you know what's so crazy? My story is very similar. I had the same experience in Chiang Mai that just so Mm -hmm. if you're listening and you're not sure what we're talking about, there's kind of like these digital nomad hub spots all over the world. Mm -hmm. So there's one in Bali, there's one in Chiang Mai, in Thailand, in in Colombia, in managing in Colombia. There's a few other places in the world as well. Exactly what you said, all the boxes of Wi-Fi is the biggest one. (laughs) (laughs) Wi-Fi and affordable living and community, like huge Mm -hmm. community. Yep. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of visa runs going on as yes, well. I think. <laughs>
1: right. But you learn how to navigate all of that because of the community and it's normal. Like, oh yeah, I'm going on a visa run. Okay, see if you. Like, it's just it's, part it of it. Normal.
0: It's normal. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, I've got this visa run coming up. I really don't want to go. Yeah. I have to go. And it's like, yep. and just, some of them would be, I mean, I think they've stopped it now, but you used to be able to just drive over the border, get your passport stamped and then come back. But it would be like a 10-hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. They stopped doing that in Thailand. They changed the law. (laughs) Oh, to fly out. But that's all right. It's kind of nice to fly out. People figure it out, obviously. That's right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's really, really cool. Okay. So let's talk about the famous Instagram story that drew you to us. So, Cindy, by the way, is the name of my VA. She said she gained a lot of weight during lockdown. So, she really connected with your story that day. I didn't Mm -hmm. actually see the story. So, I want to have a little bit of a chat about that. But I think at the time that we were in the thick of the pandemic, like, I know this sounds really weird, but we're all kind of getting used to the pandemic now, which is not a great place to be. But at the the start, we were all like, oh my God, you know, I think it's a different kind of heaviness now, which we were just talking about uh, before this. But yeah, you mentioned a few things and I just wanted to ask, first of all, what kind of response did you get from that story that day? Do you want me to tell a little bit more about what I had talked about?
1: Yeah, yeah, please do. Okay. So the story was basically I was crying because the clothes that I had brought with me from Bali, only a week's worth of clothes here. <laughs> at this point, I think I had bought a few more t-shirts and pants, but like we didn't have a lot because we still, I think, thought that we would hopefully be going home, We're living in an Airbnb. It was temporary. We thought this would blow over soon. And all of those clothes had, they were feeling too small. And I was looking in the mirror and realizing that I would gained weight and I was not feeling good about myself. And it's funny talking about it again now, because now everybody's having the same thing because summer is over at the time of this recording. And I've seen all these people trying to make funny memes about putting their fall pants on and how they don't fit. And now they got to wear winter clothes and none of their winter clothes. And I can kind of giggle at it, but it was horrible. Like I felt so awful. But the reason I shared was because I wanted everybody to know that other people are feeling this too. But I also wanted to share, hi, we're going through an extremely traumatic event. And all of the posts and crap that were out there about like, don't gain weight during quarantine and here's how to stay healthy. It was a joke. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like barely keeping it together. I barely got out of bed today. I'm not getting on the treadmill. Get out of here. And I'm just going to buy new pants, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Totally, totally, yeah. So I don't think a lot of people... I don't dislike sharing about my kind of journey with my weight and kind of self-acceptance. Not a weight loss journey. I mean a self-acceptance around my body journey. I don't share a lot about it because it's not really a huge part of my brand, But I also try not to shy away from it because every time I do, to answer your question, I get such good feedback. And I think that at least I want to share what you see on social media and in videos is a very small part of what's really going on. And so it's not fair to show, here I am on my photo shoot day where I'm all nipped and tucked and I'm wearing the perfect clothes and I got the makeup and the lighting and I know how to pose and the la. Like that's not fair. It's not reality to people. So I always, at least, if I'm not going to share all about like my self-acceptance journey, I'll do little snippets here and there, but it's more because I want people to see that I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. We're all just trying to get through it. And honestly, none of it really matters. Yeah. (laughs) None of this matters. (laughs) What really matters is all this other stuff that I talk about.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's so true. You see all these perfect... I know sometimes I see Instagram models and I'm just like, How many times did you have to pose to get that
1: that shot? Oh my gosh. So living in Bali, everybody's an influencer and there's all these Instagram models, literally everyone. And so it was really, really normal to see people. And that is where I learned. That's where I learned how they're posing, what they're wearing, how much makeup they wear, and then how much editing goes into it. A lot of the people that you see, I didn't realize they have terrible skin. Like their skin will be all broken out all the time. Like they actually have an acne issue. Fine, lots of people do, but nobody would know because on Instagram, all their photos look amazing. Yeah, because they
0: said so much makeup, which makes perpetuates their skin condition.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's
0: what mm-hmm. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's interesting There's this Instagram model that I follow and she's got not great skin and she's really honest about it. She'll do like, she'll have a filter on and then she'll be like, I'm, and she'll talk about it, I'm feeling really insecure about it. And then she'll show a picture of her with no makeup on and like quite good. inflamed acne yeah and it's really like and then this she, is new yeah and then she People started to not do this before it's so great and then she started this skin group skin support group because she's like it's Aww. funny because i used to have acne so i actually know how much it low to your self-esteem and i was like wow yeah. good for you sharing and i was like she just does the support group for free like whoever wants to come and just express i don't know how you feel let's just talk about it and i'm like oh no. yeah she's really sweet she's really genuine i think I mean, I feel like, like, I I feel like that's the currency now, people being genuine.
1: Agreed. And I think weight is another one too. So filling your feed with people who look real and look like actual human beings is way better for your psyche. Because then when you have, you've gained some weight and your pants don't fit in the wintertime or whatever, you're like, well, it doesn't fit any of these girls either. Because we're all going through this together because I have authentic people I'm following on social media and that are in my life personally as well. It makes a really big difference because otherwise we're trying to go after it, These things that are unattainable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And then we're like chasing these things that aren't real or unimportant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. So Both just quickly, those. while we're on that, you mentioned specifically in your story, Cindy said gratitude and acceptance. Mm-hmm. So how important are these elements in having the courage to show up? Because I'm sure you get... For every great message you get, I'm sure you get like a not so great message as well. I actually don't get a ton of bad ones. Oh, that's cool. Wow.
1: No, if I do, then my team probably reads them and deletes them before I can look at them. Oh,
0: that's good. That's good. (laughs) That's a useful VA task there. Yes.
1: (laughs) The question was, how do I handle them, yeah? Yeah,
0: yeah. How do you handle people when you're being vulnerable and then people just shoot you down? Because I know the more followers you
1: have, the more everyone's got their opinion. Oh yeah, everybody does have an opinion. (laughs) I like to delete things a lot. So I don't even respond. And Instagram has a new feature where you could just like double tap and heart. So somebody's like trying to give you, oh, you know what? Like I was sharing about my skin or something recently. I started getting cysts on my chin. And from hormones... And it's really hard for me because I've never had this before and there's nothing you can really do about it. And so a lot of people are like, Oh, you should try this. You should try this. You should try... Um, uh, none of that's going to really help. And I've already tried half of it. So I don't... But I don't want to keep saying that. So I'll just kind of like like and move on. <laughs> like just If someone's trying genuinely to be helpful, otherwise I just delete and block people. There's a lot of power in being able to just delete, unfollow, like remove that stuff. And... I don't know. None of it has really bothered me a ton. That's good. And I think people would be surprised by how much actual positivity you get. People want to follow and know someone who's authentic and showing up as themselves, even if it's ugly. So I think people shy away from posting because they're afraid of what people will say. But I don't really get a lot of bad stuff. That's good. And I post all kinds of stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I think you're onto something then. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, moving on to your husband and your business. So, you said that your husband came and joined you in Bali, then you got back together. And at this time, you're already running your business, right? Were you running your business
1: prior to your breakup with your husband? Yes. But I was still just a virtual assistant. And during our breakup, I was still, I had expanded into an agency and had taken it to six figures. So, I really like fucked it up. I was like, I'm going to be fine. (laughs) And then what happened was we went on a trip. We got back together. Everything's fine. And we went on a trip. And while we were on the trip, we were going to be traveling for three months around America. I was so excited. And I had dropped down to just one client because he was paying me a pretty good amount of money. So I was like, cool, we'll live off of this. I even hired an au pair to come with us so that that she could keep bed up on school while we traveled. And it would take the pressure off of me and my husband. Because schooling your kids is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. As a lot of people know now. So <laughs> I even hired an au pair and we were like, she was a friend of mine, but it was still, you know, I had to pay her and all of our accommodations and flights. And literally the first week into a three month trip around New England and Florida, he let me go. And so I freaked out and my friend, she had, was kind of VAing for me as well. She says, Esther, you have this amazing program. You have all these people who follow you. Like, why don't you, I think you could live off of this. Like you could do this. And I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe in myself, (laughs) but I tried and I did it anyway. And I ended up making more than what we needed. I replaced the guy who had let me go. I replaced the income that he'd been paying me and some, and I was able to, we were fine. And so that was the biggest lesson to me. And that was when I realized like, oh, maybe this is a thing. Maybe I can do my own course. And so that's kind of when things started to change and I eventually closed my agency and eventually just focused on the courses. Nice, nice.
0: And what's the dynamic been since your husband in you reunited in Bali? Like, because he came in and then you all of a sudden got this successful business, selling courses, yeah. helping people learn. What was the dynamic like him coming into that? Because you're the boss, really, right? Not yeah, <laughs>
1: Not of the relationships. <laughs> very much so, and I'm also just like in terms of our family, I'm the one who's very organized, and I'm like the project manager for all the things. So some of this is personality types. My husband's a very easygoing person. He's an Enneagram nine, if anybody knows what that is. So he's really go with the flow, really easygoing, and just wants to like make me and Ben happy. Like he loves us. So some of that's going to be a personality match. Not everybody has a spouse that can jump into that kind of role. And I think that it's important for women who are, I hear this like, I'm going to retire my husband. Like, well, do you, does he want to be retired? Like, does he want to be the home guy? Because maybe he doesn't. Maybe he likes what he's doing. A lot of men aren't going to work well not having a thing that they're doing and contributing that's very, very tangible and not being the primary breadwinner and not making more money. And that's like, I can't fix that. Like, that's just the way that they are. (laughs) And so just like, let them do their thing and hire help if you need help to fill in some of the gap. And so even worse still, we go through transitions. So initially we thought, okay, so my husband, he's going to be dad, stay at home dad now. Okay, so he's going to keep Ben organized. He's going to help book our tra- trips. He's going to do photography for my business. He's going to manage the staff. He's going to do all this stuff that pe- that needs to get to manage the house projects, everything. And he can do some of that, but he can't do all of it. And he doesn't want to do all of it. And so we've had to have moments where I get so frustrated because... He also has a traumatic brain injury. And so he's very forgetful. And sometimes his medication makes him very, very tired. And so sometimes he'll just be like out for a week, just sleeping. And so those are things that we've had to work through and realize, okay, so my husband's strengths, he doesn't want to clean the house. I don't blame you. I don't want to clean the house either. So we're going to hire that out. (laughs) Same (laughs) for dinner prep. Unless I'm in the kitchen with him, he's happy to help me and he's really great. He wants to hang out and cook with me and help with dishes. But if I'm not in there... He's just like a lost puppy and can't do it himself. And so instead of getting upset about it, I've just had to realize, okay, so I'm going to cook some of the nights a week. Other nights we're going to order out or we're going to find something in the freezer to make. Like, what can he actually do that he's going to enjoy and feel fulfilled by? And like the photography, great. He's really enjoying that. So he's running a, you know what I'm saying? And then you kind of have to tweak and our life changed dramatically leaving Bali. And so we've had to make some tweaks again. And then we're about to get puppies. We want to have more kids. And every time you're going to, life is just going to kind of keep changing. Mm-hmm. And will say that my husband is like something that women, not women, but something that people in general don't give enough credit for is that my mm-hmm. husband, is an incredible father. He homeschools Ben and then spends all this time with him. They just play video games together. So it's not like he's taking him to the park. Although some dads do that. And I'm sure sometimes he will. But he just does things that my son enjoys to do. And during quarantine, that is priceless. Ben is an only child and he has nobody else to hang out with. And so his dad sits upstairs and plays games with him that he hates playing. My husband doesn't like them. It's awful. He hates it the whole time. But he does it because my son's lonely and who else is going to play with him and hang out with him? And it's part of like what he does every day. And they work out together. Ben will come downstairs and work out with him. And it's so cute. So like... I give that a lot of weight and credit, Hardly. and he also takes care of me. I had a photo shoot on Saturday, and he was like the point man. He, what do you need? Do you need some more water? Here, here's your out- next outfit. Let me go clean off the couch. Oh, you're gonna shoot over there. Okay, let me get it ready. And my photographer was like, "You're hot, This He's amazing." <laughs> I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess the point there is give credit credits due for certain areas, and also don't force a round peg into a square hole? Or how does that go? A square peg into a round hole? Because if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. And then roll with the changes. Those are kind of my three takeaways.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think you touched on a really important point with the personality type there, right? You have to really be willing and wanting to play that role. And honestly, I think it sounds amazing like to be able to hang out with your son not many children get that kind of attention from their parents. I know. So I think it's pretty amazing, you know. It is. And so why am I going to be upset that the
1: dishwasher didn't get
0: emptied? Right. Yeah. When you can pay somebody to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's how I
0: feel. I feel like if there's any job that is less than what I get paid an hour, I'm just going to hire it out because yes.
1: I value my time more than I value, you know.
0: Yes. And what is
1: more precious? Having your spouse or significant other, whoever spend time with your kids and do things that you can't really hire out, like odd stuff, or do this like other random crap that you could just pay somebody to do and fulfill their life and they enjoy doing it. And now they get to provide for their family. Is it really worth it for me to have him do all this stuff? Like, not really. Then we're not going to get to spend time together for another example. Okay. Now his evenings are busy making dinner every single night and cleaning up and the whole thing. Well... I'm just going to sit alone in my room. I just worked all day. I want to hang out with you. This is why we have money. Like just things like that to think about. Everybody's family and life situation is different, but it's just stuff to think about. Like, what are we putting our value?
0: Uh huh. uh -huh. Totally. Yeah, I bet that would have taken a bit of navigation though, like adjusting as well with you kind of being the main breadwinner. It would have been like, oh, okay. Like, you know, that adjustment period of finding
1: your role in that. Oh, yeah. He's shared with me before that it was really hard in the beginning. And sometimes it is so hard because he doesn't feel like So he's retired technically from the military. He has a full like pension, but he still feels like he's not really contributing. And I can't imagine how he would feel if he didn't get that pension even. He would just feel like the worst, like just a lazy bum. (laughs) So at least he gets that. And so he feels like... I'm retired technically. Like I did my thing in the military. I'm good. But yeah. it's still hard because his friends have gone on to get degrees and they go and get these jobs and they do all this stuff. And we just have different priorities in our life. And that hasn't been something that he's wanted to pursue yet. Maybe in the future he will. Yeah. And it just didn't work for our family. We were busy traveling the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We Maybe we can do that later. But for me, I've tried to pull away. I don't like none of that matters. Yeah it doesn't matter. Like none of that matters.
0: That's how I kind of feel.
1: Yeah. I know. Like for men, I find that it's harder.
0: Yeah, I kind of think like, what's the reason? Like, if you really want to do it, like if you wanted to be a doctor or something, or you like mm-hmm. really wanted to study, but otherwise, are you doing it for the piece of paper or for the status? Or like, yes. to me, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know I why.
1: You, you. <laughs> I don't I know why. You, but people do it for like this ego; it makes them feel good. And I say, you're not going to think that when you have a full course load and it's midnight and you're working on a paper, you'd be like, "What am I doing this for?" Right? <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I just want to hang out with my son which yeah. I could have done, you know, And yeah. I think so much of it's mental, isn't it? That ego, like really letting go all the, all of the things that you've attached to it, that society says you should or shouldn't do. It's like, well, no, they shouldn't. You should do whatever works for you and your family. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. And with your health, like we have to be very realistic. He has a mental health thing. So one week every month at a minimum, he's out. That's not reality, but Okay, so you can be an amazing father. You can help homeschool our kid during a pandemic. What a blessing that is. Mm -hmm. You can do charity work. You can do all these other things that society doesn't necessarily put so much value and weight on, but I don't care. You don't care. So if your family gets to decide what is important to you. I think to me, they're much more valuable things anyway, personally. yeah,
0: But yeah. Okay. So just before we wrap up, I want to ask a few more questions. Is there anything that you would kind of have as a piece of advice for someone kind of having that same dynamic? So I know you mentioned the, the personality thing being a really big thing, but is there any kind of tips you could give anyone in the same situation mm-hmm. where there is like a bit of a different dynamic, I guess?
1: Yeah. So the questions that I asked my husband, because he, I mean, he still feels like, I call it like trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up, talks. And <laughs> right, so silly to me, but it's important to him. Some of the questions that I ask my spouse, and that you can even ask yourself too, is if you could spend your time doing anything, how would you want to spend it? Like, what would bring you joy and make you feel fulfilled? And then my other question is if you weren't getting approval from anybody, like if your parents and your friends, none of that mattered, we didn't even know them, society, we had no idea what would be the things that you would want to do? And that can help to put together something that somebody can do to support. Sometimes it really like my husband with photography, he really enjoys doing it. I don't think he wants it to be his business. He doesn't want to do photography for anybody else. He really likes doing it for me. And that works out great. So we found something for him to do. But there's been lots of other stuff in my business that I tried. And then other stuff that I could have had him do, but it's just not his thing. Like he doesn't mind. (laughs) And so I'm not going to force it. So what are things that you can... Sometimes that stuff will work in with your business and sometimes it won't. And that's okay too. So yeah, I guess that that's usually the questions that I would ask yourself and your significant other. And then as a family, if we could live anywhere, pretend we don't have this house, pretend we're starting over, we don't have these cars, we don't have anything, what would we want to be doing? How would we want to be spending our time? Mm-hmm. And that will help get you closer to the answers that you're looking for.
0: Nice, nice. Two more questions. Once the pandemic is hopefully in a different situation than we are now, will you be traveling again with your family? awesome.
1: I want to do Japan for at least a month. I want to go back to Bali and maximize my visas that I can get. (laughs) I just miss Bali. It feels like home more than even here now. And so I would like to go and just spend as much time as I can. And we want to go to, so my husband and I actually met living, both of us were living abroad in Europe, in Bratislava, Slovakia. And so we want to go and I have a bunch of people who work for me and friends, like probably five or six people who live in Europe. And so I'd love to take Ben. He's never been. And so we'd love to go to Europe for six months, maybe do like three months in the UK and three months on the mainland because of the visas. I understand how visas work to those of you listening. (laughs) (laughs) Because digital nomads, we know our stuff. And so that's just some of the stuff that we want to do. I still haven't been to South America. So that would be, you know, maybe down the line.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I just want to mention as well, you mentioned that you went back to the States because your sons ran out of passport pages. That is so awesome. Like how old is he? (laughs)
1: He just turned 10 and he had just gotten his passport, I want to say, when he was five.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. (laughs) And he ran out of passport pages like, what a cool life. I know. That kid has had a really nice life so far. Yeah.
1: You know what? It really makes your kids into really cool people. They get along with anybody. They're so flexible and easygoing. We can put him into a new situation and he'll just make fun. Okay, cool. We're doing this. I mean, he's not perfect, obviously, but he'll try new foods, even if it looks weird. Like he's just the coolest.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Oh, and last question. If somebody wants to find out about your 90 day VA, I know we've set up a special link for you. So you can go to rebellove.com slash 90 day VA. Again, that is 90 D-A-Y and then the letters VA. Can you tell us a little bit about more what you offer just to get people introduced to your 90 day VA program?
1: Yeah. So my program really focuses on teaching the top requested skills that we have coming in for job postings and people asking for us to place VAs. We get a few every month. People like pay us to find them VAs, but then every single day we have businesses that come and post looking for VAs. And so we know what they're looking for and that's what our program talks about. So the course includes actual step-by-step skills training and how to do those things And it helps you build a portfolio because that's a big thing that people ask for. They ask to say, okay, well, cool. You said you can do social media. Well, I want to see what's a package that you've put together. And we help you learn how to write blogs, edit podcasts, edit videos, put together posts, all the things that somebody would need in one comprehensive program. And you'll build a portfolio as you go. And then you can start to apply for jobs as soon... We have like a list of minimum things to do before you're ready to apply but the job board is included as well because we really care about people actually getting jobs, not just another degree that I can put on my wall. And now I qualify to work for free as an intern for two years. Like we're really trying to cut all of that crap out. (laughs) Right, yeah. And most of our students are working within the six weeks up to the 90 day mark. So it's really as fast as you can move and kind of get going. And that's really what we care about is getting people to be able to work from home for real. Wow. So people getting jobs after six weeks of being in your program.
0: A lot of people. Yeah. Most of them never finish the course. Wow. That's amazing. And I guess you have some sort of support system as well while they're in the course. Yeah. Do you have like a Facebook group or... Yeah.
1: Well, we have an incredible community. That's where the jobs are posted. It includes weekly calls. It includes bonus trainings. Then people can ask questions. And then also when you're checking out, when you buy the course, you have the option to add on a mentor for six months and they'll actually review your items in your portfolio. You can email them questions. You can just get extra support because this is a huge change. It's not just like, I'm going to apply for a remote job. No, actually working from home, especially in the virtual assistant niche, like it's a big change. And so it's really helped people navigate that whole change. It's you're not an employee anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Well,
0: it's interesting actually, because I work full-time online as well. And so people are like, how did you do it? How did you do it? And then you're like, well, I'll tell you what. When you start working online, there's a whole other slew of problems that... Oh, your face disappeared. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) There's a whole other slew of problems that come up. Like for me, it was like the workstation, right? Like where can I work that I actually feel physically Mm -hmm. comfortable? Because otherwise... I just am not productive. So this is like all these things. So Mm -hmm. hopefully you talk a little bit about that in your course as well. And so thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. I know you've got a lot going on and you've got a really cool life by the sounds of it. And you have made, <laughs> <laughs> you've managed to make your business very successful and your marriage as well, which is really amazing. Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, thanks yes, so much all for All of being it here.
1: was a lot of hard work. So hopefully, I was as transparent as possible.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's not easy, really, but yeah, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> oh, and if people want to get in touch with you, oh, they can get in touch with you through my link. So I'll pop your email there or your contact details there. And is there anything else that you want to say? No, that's it. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I always like to end on just success is what you determine it to be. So, if it's traveling the world, great, but it might not be. Maybe it's that you just want to be able to work from home and make a full-time income. Maybe it's that you want to work on Mondays and Tuesdays because that's when your kids are with their dad and so or your ex. And so you want to be able to stay home with your kids. or there's so many different reasons to make lifestyle changes. There's no right or wrong reason. Some people want to be a caretaker. Some people, like I said, the other examples, but it's totally possible for you. Nothing I said, those are all real student stories that I just said. So all of that is completely possible for anybody. So you get to determine how you want success to look like in your life. It doesn't matter what you see on social media, what your parents tell you. And so figure out what that is and then never give up until you actually achieve it. That's perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Rebel Love Podcast, the podcast
0: about love, sex, relationships, and money. If you like this episode, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. And find all the details of this episode and more at rebellove.com forward slash podcast.